Hey there, welcome back to another episode of Inner Warm Up, where your inner work begins. My name's Taylor Elise Morrison, founder of Inner Workout, and today we have a different expert guest on. I'll introduce her in a moment, but these episodes are, we call them taking care with, and they're opportunities for you to hear from other folks about what taking care, practicing self-care, and doing the inner work looks like for them. Today, I'm so excited to have Sarah Weinreb on the show. She is the founder of MB, which just hearing that name is like a party in your mouth saying it. (laughs) I'm so excited for you to hear more about Sarah and MB and how she takes care. Want to know how growth starts? With asking yourself the right questions. Our free take care assessment asks you 75 questions that get to the root of what you need most right now. After completing the assessment, you'll get a PDF profile with practices based on your results. Head to the link in our show notes to take care today. So, Sarah, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Sarah, I just mentioned that the name of your company is awesome. And when we were emailing back and forth about doing this, I also was just geeking out on your branding. It's so lovely. I want to give you a chance to share more about you and the work that you do before we get into the self-care portion of the conversation. So take it away. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you so much. So I launched MB two months ago now. So in April 2019, 2019, on April 19th, uh, 2021, what is time? And MB is a virtual community center for people who give a shit about co-creating a more just and equitable future. So we're mostly membership-based, though we have a la carte events, um, we have a community forum, we have a merch shop, different things really with the baseline understanding that everyone who comes through MB's doors into our virtual community center is a person that really cares about working towards justice and equity and liberation. And that means a lot of different things to a lot of different, um, to all of our members and people who come through our doors. But at least to me, the the really beautiful thing is that we all understand that that's um, something that's really important to us in our personal lives, our professional lives and beyond. So that's my primary focus, but I also do some freelance writing um, and I also teach business courses on really mindful business fundamentals, impact-driven business etc, etc. So I do a lot of different things. Um, But MB is my main focus right now. It sounds like you have a lot going on. But I love how all of it has this deep sense of purpose underneath it. And outside of inner workout, I sometimes facilitate conversations around unconscious bias and yeah, just a different type of inner work really that has to happen for us to create this world that you're talking about. And I find for myself, when I'm engaging in those conversations, self-care becomes even more important. I'm curious for you as someone who is creating this space of people who care so deeply about having a different world. And we're going to talk more about a specific type of self-care in the future. But for now, I just want to hear like how how do you manage that? How do you manage all of the the energy of other people? It's a really special thing to hold space for others. Yeah, thank you. Um, 
It's a good question. I think that to me, like self-care and community care are inextricably tied. Um, and that's a realization that I've really, I think I've always known, but I've really come to understand a lot more deeply in the past year and change. Um, so to me, I find it really nourishing to be in community with the folks that are part of MB and beyond because it feels way less lonely than when I'm trying to talk about why I hate capitalism or working towards a more equitable future to like people who that's not a focus of theirs or it's not something that's on their mind 24 seven or they're not reading tons of books on it. Um, and not that you need to be in order to care, but um, I actually find a lot of nourishment from being around uh, like-minded folks in that sense that I can kind of just like exhale and not need to, to be on guard or, or worry about it. So yeah, I think that I think that the the self-care and the community care are really intertwined, but I also have experienced, like I'm sure many of the people listening, um, well, I hope not, but many of us have experienced burnout before and I'm a type A New Yorker. Um, so I've definitely experienced it on a pretty profound level. So I just have realized in the past couple of years how much, how important it is for me to take breaks and take care of myself and nourish myself in different ways in order to really show up and do the work that I want to do. All of that was so, you can't see me. Sarah can't see me. We have our cameras off. The people listening can't see me, but I was nodding along. And when you mentioned that idea of being in community with like-minded people as an, as an exhale, I just like naturally had a smile come on my face because I could think of those communities that I'm a part of where it's like, oh yeah, I can let all of that that guard those things that I've built up go and allow myself to recharge. So thank you for that beautiful way of putting it. Cause I, it was just an aha uh-huh moment <laughs> for me. Yeah. My pleasure. I think like that's one of my biggest goals with MB and with the space that I'm creating is just not to be another to-do list item. I think there's so many amazing, beautiful offerings on the internet and memberships that provide so much content and so much like valuable information and so many checklists. And um, those are beautiful and wonderful and, and necessary in some senses, but I really want it to be to be a space that I call it a soft space for hard conversations. It's really just like a place where we can be and we can be the full humans that we are um, without, you know, a more in-depth agenda or to-do list. So the exhale thing is something I strive for a lot. So I'm so glad to hear that resonated. Yeah. Well, you mentioned this like very briefly as you were talking about what care looks like for you in general. So part of why you're sitting here today is because I asked you to take the take care assessment and share some of the insights for the area that you scored highest in. And Sarah, you actually scored highest in overall, the highest scoring subdimension was body acceptance. And in inner workout speak, body acceptance is pretty much exactly how it sounds. It's not just about self-love. We could get into the nuance of body positivity or body neutrality, but it is an ability to recognize that your body is this vessel that is helping you move through the world. And to even if you don't feel like you can quite love it, be able to accept it as it is and all that it's doing for you. So with that being said, Sarah, I would love to hear what you do to cultivate body acceptance, because based on your results, it seems like an area that you have a pretty good relationship to, at least at this point in time. 
Yeah, that's a great question. And I was thinking about it. And the answer is maybe not that helpful, but it's really not something I think a lot about, which I know in itself is a massive privilege. But really, like my perspective, and I'll say this with like a huge caveat that I am like a white, cisgendered, able bodied woman that has a lot of privilege. So to not not think as much about my body in space or worry about it is I, I recognize in itself as a privilege. So to have this perspective probably also comes from privilege. But I mean, I'm a person that lives with chronic illness. I have a form of cancer that is highly, highly manageable, but I will have it my whole life. And it likely, knock on wood, won't kill me any sooner than something else will. But it's something I, I live with. And I think when you, for, I'll speak for myself, when I look at that experience, I was diagnosed, when was that, four years ago? I mean, like, how mad at my body can I be, right? Like, we, we all exist with these meat suits that we carry around that house our um, incredible organs that do really incredible things. I mean, like, I'm also an herbalist, which I forgot to say, but as I like learn about biology in my herbal studies, I'm just like, this is wild what our body does. Like it, what goes on inside and like every protein and every like organ and how they talk to each other and coordinate, like the fact that our bodies exist and function in the way they do, even um, when they don't function in the way that we want them to, to me, it's a gift. And it's a gift that allows me to do the work that I want to do in the world and to connect to the people that I want to connect to in the world and to, spend time with my friends and families and build the things that I hope to build and work towards the future I I hope to work towards. And to me, um, once again, keep saying privilege because I think it's an important aspect. But for me to like let my physical vessel discourage me from any of that, it's just a disservice to myself and others. And so I, I think I don't think about it that much because it's just, I mean, there's obviously many moments where I wish I maybe looked a little different or I wish, you know, I had more endurance when I'm on a hike or I wish that I didn't have this or that. I mean, I'm a human, so it's not like I I, I don't have any of those feelings, but overall, like, I don't know, it it functions well enough to get me to where I want to go. And so I guess it's it's interesting that that's where I scored the most highly because maybe the fact that I don't think about it that much means that is why I scored the highest. But yeah, I think it's just for me, a blessing to have a body that works well enough and to be able to do the things I want to do. So yeah. (laughs) I really appreciate you sharing that. I did not know about that piece of your story. And for me, listening to you, it's like, there's this sense of, even when you were talking about the herbalism, herbalism, I'm always like, should I pronounce that H? Probably not herbalism. Um, That there was almost a sense of awe as you were talking about your body and everything that it could do and appreciation. And then at the same time, so like appreciation for the fact that there are these systems. I I worked for a woman who studied kinesiology in college Mm -hmm. and grew up dancing and ended up becoming a Pilates instructor and building this incredible fitness business. And she would talk about our bodies as like the most complex machinery that we'll ever encounter, even as we're sitting here on a Zoom call, able to talk to each other across the country. Mm -hmm. Our bodies are still more complex than that. It's awe-inspiring to sit here and think about. And then 
to juxtapose that, it almost sounds like in the day-to-day, you're not super caught up with your body. So you're able to zoom out and realize how amazing it is, but then not get to zoom in where you're looking at like your thigh and worrying about (laughs) how other people are perceiving it. Am I processing that correctly? Totally. I mean, I, yeah, I I totally agree. I think our bodies, it's wild to me that the the things that we study all day or learn about or, or become experts in marketing or herbalism or this or that, like, we know so much more the average human about anything else other than our, the thing that we like operate. Um, And to me, even if you do understand it and do understand the biology, like I still can't, I've been doing this like gut healing protocol for over a year and I still have no idea what's going on in my gut. I can't like see in there. I can't like, you know, like nothing is, I mean, I could do tests or whatever, but we, it's, it's so interesting that like connection that we're there, but we can't, you know, I don't know. I think about this all the time. I'm very existential, but yeah. Um, I definitely like experience, I've become a lot more in touch with my body and my intuition and like what my body needs and what feels good and what doesn't. But in terms of like body positivity and all of that, like my physical appearance or just thinking a lot about my body in space, it's, yeah, it's less, it's less prominent in my day-to-day life. It sounds to me like you're existing much more in that body neutrality space where you understand that your body is a necessary tool, a necessary and amazing tool, but it's, there's so much more that you have to bring to the world than getting caught up in your body. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because as you're saying that, like I get chronic migraines, like I get all these things that like, there's a lot of times where I'm like, oh, why can't I just feel fine, you know, or like worry about things. But overall, yeah, I think it's just gratitude to like exist in the way that I am able to and and do the things I want to do. So it's interesting as you're talking to think about the breakdown between like my physical body and then like the way that I feel or um, kind of maybe the tension I have. I don't know if the test is as focused on like my relationship with like like physical feelings or pain or like those things can be frustrating. Obviously, nobody wants to live in pain, but for the most part, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't really know what I'm saying. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Well, a lot of the questions are more about like when we look at the physical dimension. So it's got embodiment being in your body, which it sounds like you're very aware of what is happening in your body, even if we can't fully understand mm-hmm. it. And then there's the body awareness, which it sounds like you have a lot of, like you're doing a gut healing protocol. I would venture to guess as a person who also gets migraines, you have an idea of what triggers your migraines. So that's the body awareness. And then the body acceptance is like what we're having this conversation about being able to come to some sort of peace with your body, even if it's not you looking in the mirror and being like, I am the sexiest person alive. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I thought it was funny. There was a question, I think, like, do you often walk into things? And that's definitely me. So maybe I'm not totally aware <laughs> of my body in space. Yeah, like, I always have bruises. I'm like, literally always walking into things. I don't know why. It's funny. I am actually, as we've been talking, I've been looking at this bruise on my leg. And yeah, I ran into my dining room table. It's really... My mom used to make fun of me because I did ballet growing up and I could be like so graceful and so aware of my body doing all these twists and turns. But then I'd like come home and run into something in our house, like <laughs> context. Yes. I guess in certain environments, I could be really embodied and others. I'm like, 
what? Oh, my legs there. And it just <laughs> ran into a table and that really hurt. Yes. I can relate. So one thing that I'm curious is because when you framed this conversation, you framed it kind of around your diagnosis and how you relate to your body now. I'm curious, do you feel like you've always had this relationship to your body where you're just not too concerned about it? Or was that a turning point over the past four years? Um, I think that it, I've always kind of felt this way. I mean, I am a relatively thin person and have thin privilege. And so I don't think I really growing up had many like I don't know, like the people that I saw in the media look like me and like all the things that I think give people, well, I don't, I don't want to speak for other people or I don't, I'm not an expert in this topic. So I don't want to speak out of my lane. But from what I understand, you know, a lot of the challenges with body images come around like not like misrepresentation and, you know, all of that. And like the way that I look is pretty represented. I'm like a thin white woman in wellness. <laughs> like, so I think that, that those issues were, um, and that's not to say that if you're also a thin white woman in wellness, that you shouldn't have issues. So just to make that clear. But for me, it, it was never, uh, yeah, growing up, I didn't really struggle with body image issues or anything of the sort. I mean, like in growing, like in high school, I had really bad acne and things like that, that I was very self-conscious of. But overall, it's never been a, a one of my, I have plenty of things that I worry about and think a lot about, but that's not, um, that's never really been kind of the, one of the top ones. Thank you. I was just curious if there was a turning point, but yeah, it, it sounds like it's been something consistent for you. And I just want to say thank you for like acknowledging your privilege and where some of that ability not to be concerned comes from. It's really refreshing and it's full circle for me in the, the community that you're creating with MB. Like, these are the types of conversations where I, I would guess you're able to have there where it's like, okay, we can acknowledge the fact that like you had acne or you have a cancer diagnosis now. And also there are these other parts of your identity that might make other things easier. And like yeah. all of those things can be true at the same time. Yeah, definitely. And it's really important for me. Like I mean, honestly, I went through so many ups and downs with even starting MB wondering like if I'm creating this place that's working towards a more just and equitable future. And, you know, we're really, our values are anti-oppression, anti-racist, anti-capitalist. Um, like, is it a problem that I'm this like very privileged white woman um, like starting this thing? And and I I really like have done a fair amount and continue to do inner work to to rec- be able to recognize my blind spots. And I, Lord knows I have a lot more work to do and also bringing in, you know, ec- you know, I have an equity consultant and different advisors to help because yeah, I think it's really important that most of my life, I didn't think most of anything about most of this stuff, which in itself is obviously a massive privilege to not have to worry about it. So yeah, I think that that's really the culture we're trying to create is like where we recognize that, where somebody can call somebody out or in or whatever the proper language is in um, this day and time um, to recognize those things and to be able to move forward having that awareness in mind because getting too caught up in it, recognizing it and having the awareness is incredibly important and being stuck in perfectionism and paralysis is also not helpful in moving forward. Mm, Thank you. I'm sure people are going to listen to that and have some head nod moments or maybe a mm-hmm. moment of insight as well. I'm so grateful for you, for your time and for your vulnerability. 
I learned some new things about you and also now have some questions that I want to ask myself about how I'm approaching self-care. So thank you. If people want to engage with you or engage with MB, where can they find you? Yeah. Um, so MB's Instagram is at gathermb and the website is mb.io. So that's where you can find out more about MB and on, on Instagram, just my name at Sarah Weinreb, keeping it simple. Um, lots of rants about the wellness industry and all of that stuff. So would love to connect with, with you in either of those spots. Lovely. I hope everyone will take a chance to peruse. We'll put these in the show notes and that you'll give some thought to your relationship to body awareness. Thank you for listening in and take care. 